2: Welcome to the Career Confidant. We're so glad that you've joined us today. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that we're here to give you the tools and resources that you need to take control of your own career. As companies move quicker and and life moves faster, we know that companies are no longer taking charge of your career for you. They really expect you to do that for yourself. And so how do you do that? If you've never thought about it, or you've got your head buried in your work, and all of a sudden you get laid off, or perhaps, hopefully, you just start to think about, hmm, things are things are getting a little stale here, what should I do? That's why we're here. So one of the things that's happening in the career world, and it's been happening for a while, but it's really ramping up, are the idea that recruiters hiring managers business owners are using social media to find people who aren't necessarily looking for work the re- the recruiters in the world today know that most of their best candidates are not actively applying to positions and so they've started to come up with some pretty creative ways to reach out to individuals who are maybe not even thinking about making a move. What this does for those of you who are thinking about making a move is opens up a whole new opportunity to connect with recruiters and to be visible in a way that might attract someone to you. The best best case scenario, right? To have someone contact you out of the blue and ask if you'd be interested in working for them. However, we want to make sure that one, you're positioning yourself for that to happen and two, that you're positioning yourself for that to happen in the right way. I talked to a career professional who's working at a workforce center and she said she keeps getting calls from recruiters to be project manager well, that's probably not really that helpful and maybe even annoying for both her and those recruiters who are connecting with her. So how do we get found for the right things and how do you stand out in what is kind of a noisy online world? Those are the things that we're going to be talking about today. How do you get found on social media? What are recruiters actually doing out there to find people? So the first thing that we have to know is that it's actually happening, right? And this is data from JobVite. They're a system that helps recruiters find candidates and they also do some research every year to figure out how recruiters are actually finding folks. So their data shows that 92% of recruiters use social media. So 92% of recruiters use social media. 87% of those use LinkedIn. So if you do the math, it's around 80% of recruiters total that are using LinkedIn during the recruiting process. So that's not necessarily that all of those folks are using it to recruit, to source. source Sourcing candidates is the term that they use for going out and finding someone proactively. But during the recruiting process at some point, whether they're looking at a candidate who's applied, in whatever way that you might think they're using LinkedIn throughout the recruiting process, of recruiters are doing that. Surprisingly, 55% of recruiters, 55% of that, 92%, are using Facebook. And that is a pretty large increase over the last few years of recruiters using Facebook to connect in some way with candidates. Again, that may be after you apply, or it may be when they're sourcing to find great candidates. Next you have Twitter at 47% and it kind of trails off a little bit after that with Pinterest and YouTube Google Plus on down the line there. So the end result is that your recruiters are using social media to find candidates. So in the US that's the case. For those of you who may be in Europe, they don't do a a European study that I could find, but they do do a UK recruiter study, so give you some idea of what's going on over there. 40% of recruiters in the UK use social media, so a lot lower than the US. However, 46% of those not using social media said that they may be or were planning to do so in the next 12 months. So there's a huge move towards social media in the UK, maybe just a tad bit behind the US in terms of their use of those social mediums. However, interestingly, Facebook was the top ranked for the UK recruiters with 75% of the 40% using facebook to identify candidates and then twitter next with 57 percent and linkedin was third so a little bit different a little bit different layout there for the uk and perhaps some indication of what's happening in, in europe quite different in terms of the ranking of those social mediums and what they're using. So we'll talk a little bit about these systems both Facebook and LinkedIn and some about Twitter and how you can get found by these recruiters who are out there using these systems to find their talent. So the first thing is to understand how recruiters search these systems. The first thing that we know is that although some recruiters are going to use like a Google search, that's going to provide a lot of noise, right? And they'd have to have very specific keywords that they're looking for. Most of the time when recruiters do a Google search, and we talked about this in December, that they use very complex search streams usually searching well-known websites, not the whole web all by itself. So for instance, if I was recruiting a nuclear engineer, I would use Google to set up a very specific search that would search some specific websites like professional associations and those types of sites to help me get better search results maybe searching for presenters, publications, or members who are listed on those sites. Or, of course, I can search specific websites like Facebook and LinkedIn using that Google platform, the Google search term. Very complicated. (laughs) I sat in a training with recruiters who were learning to do those types of searches Um, very technical type of search that they're doing if they're using Google. The other way that they may search is actually on this the medium itself. Of course with LinkedIn providing the most user-friendly probably way to do that. Recruiters can go into LinkedIn just like you or I and use that advanced search tool to search for those candidates or they can use a system called LinkedIn Recruiter, which is a separate system that pulls from LinkedIn data but is a separate database, if you will, that they can query and save candidates and use as a, a sourcing tool that is connected to LinkedIn but it is a different platform for them to use obviously has a cost to it being a separate software so some recruiters are going to use that but many are going to try and see if they can do as much as possible with that advanced search function in LinkedIn before paying for something like LinkedIn recruiter. In both Facebook and LinkedIn your recruiters are going to be searching within groups, watching for participation and or searching group listings, group membership listings, although LinkedIn has made that a little bit more challenging, they're going to be using those groups, industry groups, whatever those might be, to try to find candidates in a smaller pool, if you will, a more targeted pool than just LinkedIn as its its big old platform that it is. They're also going to use company or competitive competitor search. So in LinkedIn, I can go to my com- competing companies and see a list of who works there fairly easily. Great way to recruit, especially for those hard to fill positions where I really want the talent who's already doing the job similarly in facebook people can start these industry groups or interest groups and there are company groups or company pages that people might be following and your your recruiters can use those pages to do some searching do some research and find candidates who have liked those competitive company pages or perhaps even their own to find candidates that have self-selected into the industry, into the group, into something that limits that pool for them even just a little bit. So when the recruiter is searching, usually they're getting as specific as possible. If you can imagine trying to search and find a person out of the 300 million-some that are on LinkedIn, that they are going to have to be fairly specific with their search terms to get any kind of meaningful data. And this is usually where, on the job seeker side, we fall short. We don't really think about the specific terms that they'll be looking for and all the different ways that they'll be searching perhaps not even just based on industry keywords. So when we come back from our break, we're going to dive into a little bit more about how they're searching, what types of keywords they're looking for, so that you can go back to your profiles on these social mediums and make sure you've got the right words in there to get found when someone's searching, especially on LinkedIn, Or using Google who prefers LinkedIn if you search kind of specific keywords on LinkedIn you'll or on Google you'll find that LinkedIn profiles often rise to the top that is not by mistake that is a little love relationship there between LinkedIn and Google so we'll be right back in just a few minutes
1: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? I lead The Leadership Connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader and by doing so, build a better, more successful and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, The Leadership Connection live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more but they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business.
3: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network.
1: are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant,
2: and today we are talking about how recruiters hiring managers use LinkedIn to find people to find candidates to find the best talent and I'll be kind of throwing this term around so it's that idea of of SEO search engine optimization as well as the idea of sourcing how your how your recruiters are are sourcing talent, which is an active process, them going out and seeking talent who may not necessarily be looking for jobs and definitely is not applying online to positions that they're posting. So they're going out there and finding these folks to bring into their organizations. So when we think about the ways that we can, quote unquote, you know get found. We've talked a little bit about LinkedIn. We'll talk more about that. Of course, we can we can get found on on Facebook. Employers are looking there, which we may not be expecting. And you can use some of these same um, some of the same tricks that we'll talk about specifically for LinkedIn for Facebook as well maybe a different name to some of the tools there but a similar idea in terms of how they're looking and how you can can get found there. So the first thing to realize is that there are many different things an individual is going to be searching on. And most of the time when people talk about keywords, the first thing that they talk about or the first thing that you as a, a candidate, potential candidate think of are kind of the industry words, the, the words that t- talk about what you do. And those are, of course, very important. So if you are a salesperson, Having as many different variations of the word sales in your profile, and of course having a good, healthy dose of the word sales itself to help build your keyword your your keyword density, if you will, will be important. Now, in LinkedIn, of course, there's many different places that you can put that word sales, and putting it in your headline may or may not necessarily increase your optimization in terms of where you rank in search however it does mean that that's among the first things a person will see about you therefore increasing your visibility even if your search results ranking may be the same it's really about having that word in density throughout your profile Again, that headline area being an, an area that is seen first. So, of course, it's going to help if you have those critical keywords in that headline area of your LinkedIn profile. On Facebook, your about information there. A little bit different, of course, because you are mixing in the personal, but you want to make sure that in some way in your about profile on Facebook, you're doing the same thing, having some kind of information that would help an individual know who you are, what you do. But it goes so much beyond that. There's also industry. So most recruiters will search based on industry. And the industry drop downs in LinkedIn are a little bit limiting. And so we have to really think about what makes sense for where I'm headed for the dot jobs I want to be found for, what is the the industry that makes sense? And you may end up going and doing some research, find those those folks who you would consider to be your competitors, or do a search on the the keywords you think you're recruiters would be doing a search on to find you and see where you show up one and what industry the other people who show up might be using from that drop down section of industry in LinkedIn. They do use that as a as a filtering tool, pretty easy way to filter there. So if you're trying to change industries, figuring out how to change that drop down can be very helpful. Similarly, geography. Most LinkedIn recruiter searches are going to include a zip code filter. Why? Oh, it makes the results so much easier to go through. Being able to get down to the people who are actually living somewhere in the geographic area already makes it so much easier. Of course, that's going to be more important for people who have more general searches that they're doing or more popular industries to be in, and those recruiters who are searching for something very specific may not have to use geography to get those results down to something manageable. So if you're moving, put that new geography into LinkedIn. Unless you are specifically targeted and, and you're going to show up in a very specialized search using the US, the United States as your geography or whatever other country you're in as your geography is probably not going to be helpful because then you won't show up in anybody's results if they're using any kind of geography. So the more specific you can be with your geography there in LinkedIn, of course it might eliminate some things when people are searching, but you may actually show up in some search results versus being too big and broad, you're not going to have the opportunity to show up in any results unless you happen to show up in results that don't include, don't include geography. The other term that people are going to use to search are company names. So again, going back to that idea of competitor research, they're going to use and and search by company names and find people who have worked for those companies before. So if you're targeting specific companies can be a great way to get into search results by putting those target companies somewhere in your profile course, we have to be careful about that, especially if we're still working uh, somewhere else, but even listing customers or people that other companies that you work with in your current job can be a way to get some of those other company names in that may be search terms that recruiters are using. So just expanding our idea of keywords a little bit, that it's not just the skills and core competencies or technologies, which are all very important to make sure we're listing, but then it's also these other terms that recruiters are using to filter that search down because those words alone can be quite the search results that they're going to get, right? Quite the amount of search results they're going to get. When we are thinking about those skill or core competency words we want to be as specific as possible because again our recruiter is going to get as specific as possible so if they're looking for an accountant we want to think about are they going to be looking for a corporate accountant or a irs accountant or you know what search term might they actually use because the odds that they'll just use accountant are pretty low. Imagine the amount of search results they'd get with the numbers of people that are on LinkedIn. So we really want to think about those terms and what they might use and how we can get those terms into our profiles. And we'll talk a little bit more here in a little bit about where we want to put those words more specifically. But it's first to really think through what words make sense and how can I use specific phrases as much as possible versus being generic? Our fear there is going to catch up with us that if we're too specific, then we might eliminate some opportunities. However, if you're not suspe- not suspe- specific, <laughs> the chances of getting found are going to be fairly low. So we have to kind of hedge our bets and say, okay, I'm going to... Put, put a stake in the ground, especially, you know, here on LinkedIn, and there are places and ways you can do it that may not be so pigeonholing that if you apply to another position and that recruiter goes to look at LinkedIn afterwards, that they count you out, but that they do have the opportunity to find you proactively because you've put in some of these specific words, You can do keyword research. Of course, there are tools that you can use to do that, but really your best tool as a job seeker is going to be collecting those job titles, job postings that you're interested in, and going through and, and really collecting the keywords that are in those job descriptions. and The more targeted you are with your search, the easier it's going to be to do that, the easier you'll see those themes and be able to pull out those keyword phrases and use them in all of the different places you can use them in your LinkedIn profile. You can do research of other individuals that do what you do or do what you want to do and see what keywords they're using in their profiles. Again, you can do a search uh, somewhat what you think a recruiter might search where you would want to be pulled up and see who comes up to the top. What keywords are they're using? Please do not copy and paste their profiles. That doesn't help anybody. However, you can see what keywords they're using and incorporate those into your own profile along with your own stories and your own words. We don't want to keyword stuff or get overly worked up about keyword, keyword, keyword to the point where it's very uninteresting to read your profile. You may get pulled up in the results, but you'll quickly get eliminated if you have no personality or specifics to the results that you've delivered, the accomplishments that you have, and to who you are as a professional those are all expected on LinkedIn to differentiate you from everyone else so yes do that research see what kind of keywords you want to have in there and then balance those work them into your stories your accomplishments your results so that they tell a story not just a bunch of keywords copied and pasted into your LinkedIn profile we're going to take a break here and come back and talk about where we want to put those keywords in our profile in just a few minutes.
3: The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. The Leadership Hour explores what it takes to become a leader who inspires. Inspirational leaders drive higher creativity, lower turnover, and better quality work. Yet few understand their impact on others. We are blind to what we do and don't do well. Training can help, but only if we know our blind spots. To hear strategies for becoming an inspirational leader, join Christine Cowan-Gascoigne on The Leadership Hour where leadership and inspiration intersect. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines?
3: the bottom line in business.
1: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today we're talking a little bit about how to get found on the web social media being the one area that you have the most ability to influence in that findability if you will so we talked a little bit about what mediums recruiters are using and that linkedin facebook twitter are dominating that are dominating that search function for recruiters Some of them are using things like Pinterest and YouTube, but at a much lower rate. And my guess is that those results, if you're using them and they're strong, are coming up for those individuals in a Google search. Because Google's in bed with all of those companies, Zones, YouTube, right? Those are why those results are are showing up in the Google search results. So some of the things you have control over. What can you do? And we've talked about where you find these keywords with the most obvious being the jobs that you're looking at and then thinking about ways that your geography, industry, competitor companies may also all be used as keywords both in LinkedIn and in other mediums um, such as, as Twitter and Facebook. All those all those mediums are going to allow recruiters to filter based on those search parameters so how do we put once we've figured out what kind of keywords we want in these places where are some places that that we want to make sure they are so in facebook and linkedin of course you can adjust your name i don't see very many people doing this in facebook I do see some people doing it in LinkedIn, for instance, being able to add career coach after your name. So it could be Marie Ziminoff, career coach on LinkedIn. That could be in my actual name field. Of course, there are some keyword density benefits that I get from doing that. However, you also lose something. So, there's some pros and cons to doing that. One is that you're actually violating LinkedIn's user agreement in which you promise not to use such things behind your last name. Go back, read it, see it. So, that means that they could take down your profile. Doesn't happen very often, right? So, maybe fairly low risk. It also means that if someone searches for you they may or may not be able to find you when they search by your name if you've done that to your profile. Put junk into your last name entry. Because in essence, what you do when you do that is you change your last name from Zeminoff to career coach. So if someone goes in into the advanced search and searches for Marie Zeminoff, I actually may not show up in the search results if I've done that. So we want to be aware of the pros and cons of putting keywords in the name field. For me, although I know that keyword density is important, there are many other ways you can get it. I'm not a big fan of putting a whole bunch of junk after your name on LinkedIn. Things go in and out of style fairly quickly. PMP project management professional all the rage for a while now kind of a diamond dozen. having PMP after your, your last name on LinkedIn may not have as many benefits as it used to and those benefits may not outweigh the con of you being harder to find by your name. Things like MBA very similar used to be a commo- or a, a hot thing and now it's a commodity. so many people have their MBA. So just kind of weighing those pros and cons of putting quote unquote keywords after your name in the name field on LinkedIn. Where we do want to include keywords is in that headline which goes right under your name in LinkedIn. Similar perhaps to your bio on Twitter. The headline in LinkedIn is 120 characters of course your Twitter bio being hundred and forty you got limited real estate you want to make sure you're putting in great keywords LinkedIn will default to your current title at your current company maybe some benefit to leaving part of that in there but you also want to add in some other very strong keywords those keyword phrases that you know will be specifically searched by your recruiters, that's where you want to focus for your headline. And some people have those really flashy emo- emojis or uh, icons in their headline, the stars and the things that flash and you know, it's great for some people. For other people, to me, it's, it's overdone. So think about whether that really makes sense for you before you get all carried away on researching how to put those fun little things in your profile. Some basic ones like stars and arrows and, and even the just a separating bar, those can all be very helpful and the bar does not get in the way of, of SEO. That used to be a huge question out there and you know we all got worried about does the bar impact your the words after it being found and no it's it's okay. Um, those words still show up. Connecting words with a slash of course could get in the way of your SEO because they're not read as, as two separate words anymore. So separating them You know, even if you're going to use a slash, you can separate with spaces there to make sure that those two words are both read in the search terms. Then moving down, of course, you have your summary. And there used to be more people in the camp of a short summary is good. Most people are moving towards now where a longer summary is better because I not only want your keywords, as we've been talking about, but I also want some personality. You have to balance that keyword piece with something that is true, truly you, tells me more about you. This is social media. So I, I want more than just a bleh of keywords. I want more than a copy and paste from your resume. I want a story. I want to know why you do what you do. What what's fascinating about you and what you do, it needs to have more personality than that. So if you're going to do both, keywords and personality, it's probably going to take more characters than some short little summary. You do have 2,000 characters in that summary section, so you have quite a bit of space. Please use some of that space to create just that space, and make it easier to read. Long, lengthy paragraphs are going to mean mean that nobody's going to read anything, even if it has high keyword density, it will make it through those search results, sure, and then as soon as it gets pulled up, it will be quickly dismissed. Some other, maybe less obvious places are the, the links that you can provide on LinkedIn. Your contact information, you can include websites. If you are going to include s- such websites, maybe not everyone has them, but but be as specific as you can. Even if you're linking to your company website, you could call it the name of the company, or you could say, leading healthcare organization. You can get some keywords in there, right? Whereas your company name may or may not be a keyword, if healthcare is one of your keywords, you could increase your keyword density by doing so. Job titles. Doesn't have to be just your given job title. It's not a resume. You can use your given job title and then put in some keywords. Again, in, in those places you have a hundred some odd characters, use them instead of just administrative assistant. It could be administ- administrative assistant, filing, record keeping. It could be administrative assistant to the CFO and, and include other keywords. Whatever makes sense for, of course, where you are or have been and where you're going. How can you get some more keywords into those job titles? They show up big and bold. So although it doesn't necessarily have more power in terms of keyword power there, it is going to have power when I look down the page and of course it's going to help your keyword density. One of the things that we may not think about is that when you join groups, those groups can or may not be you choose listed on your profile. So if you join industry groups, that have keywords in their titles and you list them on your profile which should be fine it's not necessarily promoting that you're job seeking even if you're employed the titles of those groups listed on your profile help increase your keyword density imagine that you can join up to a hundred groups now so Although you may not want to join that many, you can go through and find some that are going to help you with your keyword density. Great, especially if you're looking towards a new field. Join some of those new groups. It's going to have multiple benefits in addition to adding keywords to your profile. You have 1,500 characters in each job description or experience section description. Use them. Put in some detail, not only just keywords, which are important, but also those stories of when you've added value, proof, results. Tell someone why it matters. Why why should they care about what you've done? Tell them those stories. And then, of course, last but not least here is to think about your LinkedIn URL. You can customize your URL in LinkedIn. Google it. Find out how to do it. Makes you look like you know what you're doing on LinkedIn. And, of course, will increase the keyword density, especially if people are searching by your name. Although you can also put industry words in there. You have to be a little careful with that because if you ever change down the road, then you have to change your, your URL. not the cleanest thing to do. So we'll be right back. And we're going to talk a little bit more about other areas to think about in terms of keywords in your profile. And then do some finishing up here of how you can get found on Google, social media, to do what it is that you want to do in your next job. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
3: business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network
1: you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today,
0: enterprise technology is both strategic and global.
1: Where is the best place to put your money? Rick Saylor with co-host Eric Hamburg will take the mystery out of investing in order to keep your hard-earned wealth performing and protecting to its maximum potential. Listen for Straight Talk, Clear Decisions live every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Rick Saylor Smooth Financial Sailing For the best
3: of your life. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
1: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to the Career Confidant.
2: Welcome back to Career Confidant, and today we are talking about getting found on the web. Mostly, of course, using social media, your proactive tool to increase your findability. So, we've been talking a little bit about LinkedIn and the places that you can use on LinkedIn to put in those relevant keywords that you've found. Thinking about not only your industry and what you do, those key core competencies, but, of course, also geography, competitive companies that might be used in those search terms. So, going down your profile, we've talked about the headline and how that may be similar to a Twitter bio that you write for yourself, and then your your summary, perhaps being closer to what you might have in Facebook, maybe Facebook being more personal even than LinkedIn, but still wanting to get some of that professional piece in there so that you give yourself the opportunity to be found there as well. Thinking about on both platforms, Facebook and, and uh, LinkedIn, how you might join groups with, of course, those group titles, adding, adding SEO to your LinkedIn profile because they're listed there. And then moving into, especially on LinkedIn, all the extras that you can use. So you can use projects, certifications, education. All of those enable to you to put in some kind of description where you can get in keywords, giving yourself that opportunity for more, even more density. One area that people may not think about is the recommendations. So if someone's going to write you a recommendation, give them some fodder. Give them something to start with. Give them something that gets those keywords in there that of course then they could massage themselves. At least tell them, I'd love if you could recommend my work with blank, including some of the skills, blank, blank, and blank. Give them something. To start with so that that recommendation also increases your keyword density and isn't just fluffy. Recruiters are going to like when it's specific anyways so helping your recommenders make those specific is is a good idea. Maybe even little less thought of are the recommendations that you give others which of course also show up on your profile and can be added to your profile keyword density. So giving recommendations to your peers that are helping them with relevant keywords for them while also including relevant keywords for you. Great way to to increase your keyword density. Although people hate them because they're somewhat meaningless, those skills that you can put in, up to 50 skills that then you can get recommendations for you want to be very careful about those as well. Putting in those skills that align with the keywords that you want and that are as specific as possible to the keyword phrases you think your recruiters might be searching. And continue to get those endorsements and accept them because at some point LinkedIn has promised or perhaps threatened that they will be allowing recruiters to search based on the highest-endorsed person in a certain set of keywords. Anyways, we won't talk about my opinion about that. There are other things you can add to LinkedIn, one of them being slide share, so putting up slide presentations, PowerPoints, including some kind of write-up about that PowerPoint, You can link that from SlideShare to LinkedIn. shows up there as a nice little PowerPoint. And since SlideShare is owned by Google, it's another great place to increase your ability to get found on Google. Use good keywords in that presentation description and voila, you will find that your SlideShare may be one of the top results for that keyword pairing, especially if it is quite specific. YouTube, of course, similar, although many of us are less <laughs> less inclined to do video. If you simply voice over, that slide share doesn't have to be your pretty face on that video. And, of course, with Google and, and YouTube being linked, again, that YouTube video may quickly make it to the top of the stack if you're good at using that specific keyword phrasing. In that description of your video, link it to your LinkedIn profile. Lots of great things you can do there to put all of that together. I'd probably start with some of those things: SlideShare and a voiceover kind of, of slide video. Your preface, if you're up for it, on on YouTube. Before I would dive into the wonderful world of LinkedIn blogging. Why? Lots of noise there. So if you have something to say and you have something specific to say and can write on a fairly specific topic weekly, that LinkedIn blogging may be beneficial for you. But if you're not sure what you want to say or you don't feel like you have a specific Soap, soapbox that you can sit on that's going to help you professionally. We don't want to sit on a personal soapbox or a political soapbox or any of those things on, on LinkedIn that belongs on Facebook. You don't really want to halfway <laughs> the LinkedIn blogging tool. So figure out which one of those tools might work best for you, SlideShare, YouTube, or perhaps the LinkedIn blogging, and use it fairly consistently Slide share once every other week or once a month might work just to keep your voice your your stuff coming out because of course that's part of SEO is not just keyword density but keyword freshness so set yourself up some kind of schedule to go in and update your LinkedIn whether that's updating your profile or sharing articles that are going to be beneficial. Sharing those articles in those groups that you've joined can be a great way to get some conversation going, build some relationships, actually have a voice in some of those groups. Of course, you can write your own content through the LinkedIn blog and then post it in those groups, which can also be helpful. You want to vary that. Do some kind of sharing of other people's content as well as your own so that you're truly adding some value to those audiences that you are connecting with. Sounds like a lot of work, right? This proactive branding stuff is a lot of work and I can tell you that a little drops in the bucket here and there once a week, once every other week can really help you manage your career proactively versus being in a situation where you've been laid off and you've done nothing to proactively build your brand and now you're at the whim of the ads you're at the whim of opportunity versus having some kind of a network and visibility to fall back on. So it's really whether you do it drip by drip or you see yourself in the panic of unemployment and having to start from ground zero while while being unemployed. So it can be great ways for you little by little even while you're unemployed or while you're employed to build your visibility and proactively manage your career for for your future. If you have any questions or thoughts or other ways that you're proactively managing your career, I'd love to hear them. You can always connect with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at a astrategicadvantage.com. And we'll see you right back here again next week for another great episode of The Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant,